0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Business on the Beach and today we have a very special guest, we have Helen Pritchard joining us. Helen, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me,
1: Michael. I'm very happy, honoured to be here.
0: Awesome. So, you help people get leads and grow their business using LinkedIn but one of the things that struck me was that you're a business owner that comes first and LinkedIn is something that you've used yourself so talk to us a little bit about the business that you run aside from helping others and how did you actually start realizing that LinkedIn was the main thing to use?
1: And so um. Yeah, so I suppose that's the important point to make is that um, I'm not just a LinkedIn trainer. I've had no formal training from LinkedIn. Um, I'm a business owner that's been using LinkedIn to generate at least my own businesses um, for the past 10 years or so. So it was just obvious to me how the opportunity came about for me to go and teach other people um, the stuff that I do is because it was just so easy for me to generate leads. So just a bit of my background, I ran a digital agency for many years. So we worked with, we did social media marketing to start with, and then we sort of developed into a Facebook ads agency and then further niche down into employer branding. So I've run like a traditional agency style business for a long time and worked with lots of corporates, lots of big businesses, um, doing consultancy training and and, um, delivering projects for them. Now, a lot of the leads that I was getting on the inquiry, inbound inquiries that I was getting were from some of the hard, traditionally the hardest people to connect with or to get inquiries from, which are HR directors. Hmm. But they were all coming to me and people used to say to me, like, oh, how, how have you got that gig? You know, what did you do? And I was work with like some of these big blue chip companies. And I just said, well, they came to me. And other when I'm networking or when I'm out meeting other business owners in that kind of corporate, you know, industry, in, industry type world, they say, but... Nobody gets inquiries from HR directors that like you have to hunt them down, you have to do this kind of marketing, that kind of marketing, they you know, have to do this, that, and the other way. And I said, no, 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 they come to me through LinkedIn. And people say, well, how? And I said, well, this is how I use LinkedIn. And I just showed them, you know, how I do it with regards to how to write your headline and profile, what sort of content to put out, how to engage with your audience and how to grow your audience. It's very, very simple, my sort of very, very simple indeed. And I could literally write it on the back of a napkin. And I did many times at these events. And then I just take it away. And they come back to me in a couple of weeks or a month or whatever. I see them again. They go, oh, my, Helen, you won't believe this. But it works. You know, I've, been get, I've got inquiries from my ideal clients. And I was like, yeah, no, it works. That's how it, how it works. That's how it's always worked for me. And it was only then when I realized that other people didn't use LinkedIn this way. And other people didn't get the results that I was getting. So when I started to talk about it and and people used to refer other people to me so I used to do this thing called the 99 pound call which I don't do anymore but I, you know for 99 pounds I'd get on a call with somebody and I'd I'd basically go through their business to, with them talk about their ideal client talk about their their profile headline profile on LinkedIn and how to use it, and then off they'd go and just got these amazing results. Really, ended up doing hundreds and hundreds of those calls with people all over the world. A lot of them small, like startups, entrepreneurs, um, consultants, freelancers, people who were kind of struggling to win business. They were doing all the things like, you know, I've I've, I've been in agency land, been in online for quite a while as well. So doing all the, you know. All, uh, building Facebook groups, you know, doing Facebook ads, doing funnels and lead magnets, and and all that kind of stuff, which is great, and it's a big part of business, something that I use myself now. But fundamentally, you don't need all that stuff. You need cash in the bank when you, particularly when you're starting out. Yeah. So when I show people how to use LinkedIn, without you, so you don't need a website or anything. So you use LinkedIn almost like a landing page. And people were just taking it away and just getting these amazing results and absolutely raving about it. So it was then really when I thought, oh, I might be onto something here. Like, I'm not stupid. Like, I've been in business a long time. And I saw the opportunity because the way I do things is the opposite to how every other LinkedIn trainer seems to do it. It just felt like a, a I think lots of people thought this was quite fresh and, and new. And, and my style is very direct and no bullshit. And lots yeah. of people absolutely love it. And some people absolutely hate it. And it's very polarizing. And um, So I think that's helped my profile massively. So I get talks about everywhere and, you know, sometimes good and sometimes bad, but fundamentally I'm getting talked about. So online on, and offline, you know, lots of people come to me and say, oh, I heard your name pop up. You know, people put, you know, no one does LinkedIn. Um, obviously the ones that I see, I get tagged in and, and you know, there's a lot of the same players that have been teaching LinkedIn a certain way for a long time and that's fine. Um, but I teach it a totally different way and that triggers them massively. So I get quite a lot of hate online, um, but I get more love and that's what it's all about. So now I've helped, God, you know, tens of thousands of people um, use LinkedIn to generate leads. And, and it's just so simple. It's so simple.
0: Yeah, one of the um, the things that I do actually quite like about the way that you do things, because although you might not be aware of this, but I'm actually originally from Witness. So oh, right, yeah, nice. Yeah, one of the... Yeah, one the things that sparked me was how close you were because there aren't that many of us around the area mm-hmm. i.e like we do a lot of online stuff and like the amount of times people go oh so you're you're free in the middle of the day mike yes i am yes
1: yeah. <laughs> it's
0: a crazy thought i know but there's surprisingly few of us around the area local area so that's the first thing that'd be my interest and then it was linkedin and then i thought oh she seems quite cool just as a person rather than being you know, oh well linkedin's this mystical place where people just do glorified networking events which kind of rub me up the wrong way because people do tend to use LinkedIn as that way like they kind of approach you and they message you straight away and instantly switch me off so what sort of things would you say are changing around LinkedIn <clears throat> because as of recording this anyway I'm seeing it approach a lot more like Facebook now as opposed to like this place where only business people or like you know serious business people tend to hang out. So, what things are you seeing around LinkedIn, and how does that tend to fit in with how us lot that want to grow our businesses using LinkedIn sort of adjust how we use the platform?
1: Um, well, the thing is. I don't know if I've got anything to do with it, but we're getting this mass adoption of LinkedIn now, which is great. And the whole LinkedIn is just for business to business. Bullshit. The whole LinkedIn is just for serious professionals. Bullshit. The whole LinkedIn is just for business networking and you shouldn't put anything personal on there. Also bullshit. So like that is just a legacy story that's been told and passed around. Like there's no actual foundation in it. So you get a lot of people going, oh, this isn't Facebook. This isn't Facebook. Well, it's not Facebook. It's LinkedIn. We can do what we want with it. So one of the things that I do is give people the confidence to do whatever they want on LinkedIn. There are no rules. Nobody makes the rules. It's your personal profile. You can do, say, post whatever you want. There's no rules. Yes, you might get some people, like, commenting on your stuff, saying, oh, this isn't Facebook or whatever. I mean, I get loads of it. LinkedIn's terrible for trolls. Really, really bad. Um that's just part of the platform and I don't want people to be scared of it just I like people to be aware of it because don't think it's going to be all very corporate and and business-like in the comments because it isn't it gets down and dirty and it's ruthless in there you know it's like it's it, it's it, these people a lot of the people on there are bored corporates and they've got nothing better to do than to start like tearing down people like me and you who were making a living online mainly because they don't understand it or that they, they're just wildly jealous because they're stuck in a box for you know 40 hours a week whatever um but I think it's getting people over that misconception really is part of my education piece is that it's your own LinkedIn it's not even like like if you're in someone else's Facebook group you can't do this you can't do that which is fine but on LinkedIn, you can do whatever you want. You can post whatever you want. I'm just the same on Facebook as I am on LinkedIn, as I am in real life. There's no, there's no point, there's no switch between, oh, I need to write a certain way on LinkedIn. Or I need to turn up a certain way, or I shouldn't swear on LinkedIn. Like, I swear on LinkedIn just like I do on Facebook. I use the hashtag balls deep. I was the first person to ever use that on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very proud of. Um, and I just, and I do, I get into scraps on there, and uh, you know, with people, and I'm just absolutely myself. So I don't, I don't understand this misconception really. Maybe because I, I just, I don't, maybe I've got more resilience than most people. I don't know, but I just see it as a a massive opportunity to make loads of money and all the bad things about it. Like the endless pitching, the people like spamming you, the people like from, you know, people, people that aren't relevant and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and the trolls and this, that and the other, and the clunkiness of it forget all that they're just part of it but if you play the game honestly there's so much money to be made off LinkedIn it's an absolute gold mine absolute gold mine for every type of business that's it you see, it's not just about selling to corporates or selling to business owners it's about 530 million people it's one of the most incredible databases in the world um and you can really, once you really understand who your ideal client is, you can find them on there and you can put your stuff out there and build an audience of them and put your stuff out there. And then they, then you become the go to person for your thing. Even if your thing is personal training, or it's cleaning, or it's selling widgets, or it's being a coach or a consultant, or it's being a graphic designer, it doesn't matter. There's ne- there's, I've never met anybody, I can't help get leads on LinkedIn.
0: One of the, uh, the situations, at least, that I've noticed is a lot of people, it used to be you had to go out, and as you say, a lot of it's pitching, a lot of it's messaging, a lot of it's the things that I guess used to work, but people seem to still use it. So how how are things updating? How are things growing? What's it, because you mentioned inbound, meaning they come to you versus you having to go and chase them to a certain degree. So yeah. how, how should people go about that? What's the... Because if, if you think about how LinkedIn tends to work, is it's not, it's not like Instagram or Twitter whereby you post something, use hashtags, and then you know, it becomes more public than just the people that follow you, where at least from first pass, LinkedIn's not quite like that. So what's the, what's the best practices now around using LinkedIn to get the inbound versus having to chase people all the time?
1: So just on one of the things that you said there is that things are changing on LinkedIn things aren't changing on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's like, it's not really changing. The reason why people send those messages and you'll have seen them if you've ever been on LinkedIn, um, you'll just get endless like copy and paste messages. Some of them are like, hi, how you doing? Thanks for connecting. What, what was interesting about your profile? Some of them are like, hi, um, you know, you can you tell me a bit about your business? Maybe we can help each other. Hi, have you got time to jump on a call? Hi, I've done this thing that you might be interested in reading. Hi, you know, like we've seen them all. We've seen everything from the relationship opener. You can't see me, but I was doing those little, you know, those little air quotes. The relationship opener pitched right through to the full on like spam in your face, like massive long spam post, like um, message that they have come from possibly well-meaning LinkedIn trainers teaching people that that's the way to do it. And the reason why they teach them to do it that way is because it works and it does work. Mm-hmm. If you send out 100 of those messages a day, you're going to get leads. You'll get inquiries. You'll get maybe one or two out of the 100. So it works, and I can't deny that, and I never would deny that, and it absolutely does work. Um, but what people don't seem to think, they don't seem to have like the clarity of thinking to think about what that's actually doing to their professional reputation. So if you send out 100 messages and you get one lead, that's 99 people who think you're a dick. <laughs> and every time you do it, you are destroying your professional reputation one message at a time. These people will never buy from you because you pitch them you 've took no time to get to know them they 've had no time to get to know you so I just want to sleep with somebody on a first date it 's too much it 's too aggressive it just leaves a horrible a horrible impression on somebody when you just jump straight into their inboxes. You know this because that's how you feel when they do it to you. But mm-hmm. yet, for some reason, people seem to lose their minds on LinkedIn and think, well, oh, because this LinkedIn trainer told me if I send this conversation open, then I'll open up, up 100 conversations, then some of those might turn into leads. It's like, what else could you be doing with that time for a start? Like what why is that gonna that's gonna get you a couple of leads but it's gonna destroy your reputation but more importantly those two people are that one person who falls for it like are they really your ideal client if they're that unsophisticated they can't even see a pitch coming because that's what it is it's all pitches doesn't matter how you dress it up it's all a pitch it's all yeah. trying to get people for sales process sales funnel yes it works but it's not long, it's not sustainable, it's not long term, it's a total waste of your time and it makes you look stupid. So that's why I don't teach it. So the, your question was, well, what do we do instead? And I get that. So what we do instead is we understand who our ideal client actually is. And I mean really understand them, not like a woman over 40 or a business owner. Those aren't niche, they, those aren't ideal client avatars. So some of the work that we do is around ICA, as I call it, so ideal client avatar. Um, so really understand who that person is and what, what's going on in their world. Um, really understand how much money you want to make in your business. So, like, I ask people questions that they've never asked themselves, like, well, how much money do you want to earn? How much money do you need to earn a month to survive? And don't count your husband or your wife in that, like if they dropped dead or ran off with the secretary or whatever. Like, how much money do you need to survive? Like, some people don't even know that. Like, I don't understand how you can be in business without knowing that. But anyway, so if anyone's listening to this, write these numbers down. What's your need to earn figure? Write it down. What do you need to earn each month? With no other outside help, just look after yourself and any dependents. And then the second figure is what do you want to earn next? So not forever, just for now. So like my last bank statement, I think we paid in 61K. Like I didn't set out two years ago thinking I want to earn 60 grand a month. I set out thinking I need to, I want to earn, I need to earn two and a half grand a month to look after me and my kids. Yeah. Um, so I knew I needed to get 10 clients, pay me 250 quid. So that's what I went to LinkedIn to do. And the thing is it's like pick pick you want to earn next number. So most people it's something like I need three grand to survive. I'd love six grand. You know, ideally I want ten, but I'm gonna my next sort of target is six grand a month, something like that. Five, six grand a month, which is a lot of money. Um so then working out how how is LinkedIn gonna deliver that to you. So how many things do you need to sell to make that figure? that means that you're not killing yourself working in the process. So you you want to earn a figure is a really important benchmark of whether it's working or not so when people come to me and say oh uh, I, I linkedin doesn't work for me um i don't get it i'm going to go and do facebook groups instead and you know they're earning 500 quid a month or whatever it's like you you need to just focus on one thing so getting some real clarity about what it is that you want to what, what leads do you want to get? What are you actually going to go and sell and just pick one thing to sell at a time? And again, everyone's like, oh, but there's so many things I could do and I want to do and I should do and I can do and I get asked to do. Forget all that, just pick one thing that you know mm-hmm. is going to deliver the money that you need. And then when you know that and you know who's going to buy it, then start to use LinkedIn. So that's what I mean. Like people think, oh, she's like the LinkedIn woman, which I am. Um, but LinkedIn is just a tool and it's not, there's no real difference. There are differences mainly good ones between something like LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, but in terms of the usability, it's very, very similar. But LinkedIn, when, if you haven't done that work, that pre-work, it's never going to work. So when people say to me, LinkedIn doesn't work, and I'm like, well, what are you selling and who to? And they can't answer that question. It's like, it's not LinkedIn's fault. You've got no fucking idea what you're doing in your business.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a good point, actually, because a lot of people do tend to blame the tool or they tend exactly. to blame the, the platform versus, you know, well, have you done any work on who you're trying to help first.
1: And what they do then is they go, right, forget LinkedIn. I'm going to go and do Facebook ads instead. And it's like, like, I used to run a Facebook ads agency. It's like, okay, what are you selling? Who to? How many of those do you need to sell? They don't know the answer. The the problem is not Facebook ads don't work. The problem is you've not done the work.
0: It's almost like the old saying that a calculator is only as good as the person using it.
1: It is. I mean, and that's it. And LinkedIn gets a bad press. But honestly, if you know what to do on LinkedIn... And, I, and literally, you do exactly as I tell you to do, it's guaranteed to work. It's a 100% guaranteed to work. And I know that for a fact, because I've trained thousands and thousands of people, got hundreds and hundreds of testimonials. I know it works. And the people that come to me and say, I've done what you told me to do, and it's not working. And I actually sit down with them, and they're not doing what t- I've told them to do. They've done half of it, or a bit of it, or they've got bored of one bit of it, and they stop doing it. Mm. So, like, it's, the thing is, my stuff's dead simple, but it's really boring. And you've got, you've got to be really boringly consistent for it to work. And you've got to realize, like, so I do a five-day challenge, which is super popular. We've, we've, got, we've had over 10,000 people go through it. It's mad, absolute madness. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing another one soon. Um, we're aiming to get 5,000 people in it. It's just be chaos. So we average about two two and 2,500 people. But anyway, we do the five-day challenge. And, and on the Wednesday, Thursday, people start getting leads. And, it, and I hate it because I'm like, I don't hate it. I love it. But I'm like, this isn't, this is just, that's just luck. Well, it's not luck. You've done the things you need to do and you've put something out there and it's worked, which is great. But LinkedIn is an easy 12 to 18 month play to make it. So it's generating inbound leads every single day. So you need to have patience with it as well. So you can't just like dabble around in it, post a few things and be like, oh, LinkedIn doesn't work. So you've got to commit to it. You've got to commit to it and say, I'm going to use this platform and I'm going to do exactly what Helen tells me to do. And I'm not going to stop until I get what I want. That's probably the hardest skill in business to learn yeah. it's consistency and showing up when you don't feel like it, even, you know, especially when you don't feel like it. Right. So people I'm going off topic, I know, but That's all right. in, my, in my experience is like people next and the people are just not prepared to do what it takes to get what they want.
0: Do you ever feel like, you know, the, the people that go through your challenge and they read some of your stuff and they try it and it works, do you feel like it almost lulls them into a false sense of, oh, this is amazing and I only have to do a little bit and it works and then you realise that, well, you can't afford to stop now, like it's not something you can just do it once or twice, like take it almost like a, it's almost like taking Medicine for a pain that you could probably prevent and you never need the, the painkiller again. It's almost like people just take it, just take the, the dosage short term, and it's oh it's fixed, it's great, I've got inbound knees now, it's great, awesome, but then they stop. Do like, you no, ever feel that's like sometimes it gives them that false sense of security around it?
1: um i think it i think it can be disappointing when you do it and you get leads straight away and then it sort of dries up and then you have to go through the process of actually being consistent and it isn't something you can just turn on and off i mean a lot of my clients do and it does work for them so a lot of my clients who are coaching who are coaches sort of like they they turn it all on and then they switch it off because they can't they've got too many too many uh, leads which is a nice place to be right it's a nice place to be um but in my answer to that is that you need to be selling them something else if you're getting that many leads but anyway or doubling your prices and working less but so you can turn it on and off but if you really want consistency and you really want results remember that i've been showing up on linkedin every day for close to 10 years um yeah. so that's that's the difference but i don't think i don't think it's a false insecurity i think it's a sense of relief that they know what to do mm-hmm. and the thing is like i say in my group you know you're on you're in my house now i've given you everything i've given you the tools to the castle, the keys to the castle and the tools to make money for the rest of your lives. Just, just do, just do as you're told and don't yeah. and don't get distracted. And I think the people who get that and they take that on board and like, they realize that they've only got to do three things a day. All right. You've got to do it every work day for, for, you know, forever or not forever, but as long as you want to get, keep getting leads, but there's only three things to do. i right, only takes you 20 minutes a day, 20 minutes, half an hour a day. Um, so it, it's, it's more, they get more of a sense of a relief than anything. I've like, finally, I've got some clarity and something to do and some focus because it can be very overwhelming in business, particularly in the first couple of years and particularly in the social media space because, you know, everyone's an expert, aren't they? Like yeah. Everybody's an expert yeah. on everything and obviously I'm one of them. So people can follow me and they can do all the things I, I, I tell them to do and they can make money. They can also follow somebody else and do all the things that they say and make money. But the thing is, when you start to follow four or five people, and trying to do a bit of everything that they're all saying, that's when you just get into a bit of a mess. So, like, one of the girls in my group, in Mastermind group, was having a wobble. And, um, and she, you know, she was just, you could just, you know, just tell when somebody's in, in panic mode. And she got all this well-meaning advice of all the other things she could be trying to make money. And I got on a phone call with her, and I said, listen, just do what you need to do. I've already told you what to do. Just do what you need to do. And we tweaked a couple of things. We put a couple of... Things in terms of pricing and positioning in. So, and then just you just some people just need permission to just do do what they need to do. So it can get very overwhelming. But what I like about LinkedIn is even I only spend half an hour on there a day, if that. So you just go in, get your leads, do your content. I'll, just, I'll talk about the three things you need to do, and you're done for the day. So I do a lot of work with fit pros and uh, personal trainers, and I always say to them it's a bit like that. So if I was as consistent doing my sit ups as I am in doing my three things a day on LinkedIn or was before I had someone to help me, um, then I'd have a really flat stomach. But it's like paying a PT and then not doing the exercises and eating chocolate. It's like, you only really hurting yourself. <laughs> it's like, you know, you can be given a plan and, a, and a, uh, things to do, but if you don't do them, it doesn't work, does it? But the thing is, it's like LinkedIn's really good fun when you start using it as a cash machine, then it becomes lots of fun. And all the rest of the stuff just becomes background noise.
0: Yeah, I mean there are a lot of people that'd be listening that'll be very, very intrigued when you say that even you only are on LinkedIn for half an hour a day. Yeah. And that'll put their ears up because they've read books at the four hour work week, even though Tim has openly said that it's not about working four hours, it's about being efficient and effective with how you do spend your time. You could still read the book and do forty hours a week, but you know you're doing it right. So yeah you've had a lot of flack for that and I'm sure you probably might get a couple of people going oh half an hour a day that's awesome I only have to do half an hour a day so you realize yeah. that you're then got to deal with the leads that come your way you've got to fulfill them and do all that sort of stuff so that's when cool. people hear half an hour a day and you say three things a day yeah. you probably touched on them a little bit but just mm-hmm. for people that might need it in sort of list format would you be able to break it down for us
1: yeah so this is the three things in 20 minutes that you need to do every day to keep the cogs turning in the lead generating machine if that makes sense so yeah of course you can spend more time doing engagement talking to people you know you've got to service your leads like you say well this is the minimum so the mvp like the minimum viable product that you need to do is the 20 minutes a day so the the thing is doing these three things will only work if you've done the The work before which is selling one thing to one person being really clear on your niche and who it is who's going to buy it knowing your ideal client avatar inside out and you've written your headline and your profile to talk to your ideal client until you do that everything else you do on LinkedIn is a complete waste of time Mm -hmm. so headlines that I get a lot of flack for um, I use a template and I use it for a reason. Uh, and it is helping XYZ achieve XYZ by XYZ and then putting some keywords. So for example, when I was in employer branding, I did, I had like helping HR directors hire better people faster using Facebook ads. Yeah. So it's, wh- who do you help? What's the big outcome that you offer them? And then how do you do it? And they're in that order and the order is important. so I get a lot of flack around the helping headline thing and it triggers me massively because the other LinkedIn trainers or other marketers trying to have a go at me but instead what they're doing is they're undermining the confidence of my students so it makes me very 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 angry and you'll see that in some of the arguments that I get in with them online Um, but headline helping headline is is just my thing um it's a template because we have thousands of people trying to do it at once so it makes sense for us to do it as a, a template and also it's just getting people to understand how LinkedIn works. So your headline, it says who you help first. And what that means is that when you go and ask somebody to connect, they should res- that should resonate with them. So when I say helping HR directors and I go and ask HR directors to connect, they should get resonance by looking at my headlines. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, so you get a feel for like, oh, this is why she's connecting with me, well, that sort
1: of thing. So people, people are, are selfish right? People don't give a shit about you or your business. And why would they, right? They don't care about you. They don't care about your business. They don't care how good you are. They don't care how much training you've done, how many certificates you've got. They couldn't care less, right? All people care about is who's this person? Are they for me? What's in it for me? And how are they going to deliver it? That's all they care about. That's why we put it all into the headline. But why we do it in that order is because they are motivated by wanting to connect with people who can help them. Yeah. So people often say, I only connect with people if I can see how we can help each other or whatever bullshit they call it. Um, this is a really good way. So if you're a HR director and you've got 20 uh, people in your inbox saying, I want to connect, and only one of them says HR directors, you're going to choose that, aren't you? You're going to say yes. If someone approaches you and says, someone asked me to connect that says helping female entrepreneurs. So this is example for cleaning. So helping female entrepreneurs in Warrington spend more time with the children and less time cleaning around the back of the toilet and you know, make more money using cleaning services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's that going to resonate with me because I'm their ideal client. I'm a female entrepreneur in Warrington, but the more niche you are, the more specific you are your headline, the better you get on your acceptances on your asking to connect. Right. Got it. So when we asked to, con- so that's why knowing who you want to work with is so important and just picking somebody um, and then going in and out and, searching for and asking to connect with those people without writing a personalized connection note. So we put that out there. So say you HR directors is your target, you need to be searching for and adding. So official Helen advice is 10 a day. um, But unofficial off the record Helen advice is a hundred a day. It's because we've (laughs) always done a hundred. So go and find a hundred HR directors and just ask them to connect without writing a personalized connection note. And it doesn't matter whether you're who are, who you're trying to connect with. Just as long as you know who they are and you've got it in your headline, it's going to work. Right, got you. Is
0: there any um, so, for instance, on some platforms, the the first or second line of something is all they see on like the notifications and whatnot. So it it is a helping thing that is sort of helpful because it sort of shows up on the notification you know if you get like um, an email yeah. and an email subject is only so long before it then yeah. cuts off and you've got to click to see the rest is that yeah, so the same th- sort of thing
1: there's an element of that there is an element of that so that's why we get the who in first yeah and also because that's how they motivate but again you're probably overthinking things like people get caught up on stuff like that it doesn't really matter so in terms of the three things that we need to focus on so we need to add new people every day yeah Mm -hmm. that's one of the things yeah you need to add people every single day and that will grow your audience super super fast because if you send 100 you're going to get 20 to 30 percent connection rates you're going to add 20 to 30 of your ideal prospects into your into your ecosystem if you like into your audience every single day like i don't think people understand how powerful that is 20 to 30 new potential prospects every day into your audience there's no other platform you can do that
0: No, so there is, there, there is a real sense of, you know, even if you're only in there to grow your network and then you move them to other places or whatever the case is, you you know, you've been telling what them. I'm doing with them, then, you know, it is a lot of people, isn't it?
1: Well, I've got 30,000 connections and they're a mixture of HR directors, because that was my previous agency, and coaches, consultants and freelancers. So when I put something out on LinkedIn, like I could go and put, I'm opening up some one-to-one spots, I charge 500 quid an hour, I could sell five of them today on LinkedIn because they're, they're my audience. They're the, my ideal clients. So it makes things very, very easy when it comes to launching things, selling things, asking, you know, doing research and that kind of stuff it makes things really simple because they're your ideal client. So we add, we add new people every day, so we build our audience of our ideal clients. Then we put out content every day, so that's the second thing. We need to be posting something every day Ideally, you need to be doing a video every day. So you just do a video on LinkedIn. There's an app for it. In the app, there's a video button. So you just do a video just talking about yourself, your business, what's going on, and that kind of stuff. Do that every day. Um, but the four bits of content that I talk about are stories, stories sell, like telling stories about yourself, your business, your clients, and that kind of stuff. Video, super important on LinkedIn, and as it is everywhere else. Social proof, so what other people say about you rather than what you say about yourself. And call to action. So the call to action post is, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is how much it is, and this is how you can buy it. Um, so those, those are my four pillars of content. But you need to be posting something, at least something, if not more than one thing a day on LinkedIn. So you think about my routine is I go on LinkedIn, I do a video. I've not done a video for two weeks. I've had a, a break. Um, but normally I would go in, do a two to three-minute video, just talking about what's going on with me. Um, I do a written post. I added my 100 people, which I don't do anymore because I'm up to the limit, but I would have done normally. And then the third thing is engagement. So that's about liking and commenting and sharing on other people's stuff. So by other people, I mean ideal prospects or ideal potentials. So you got all those, so you build your audience of all potential ideal clients. You put out great content, which should speak to your ideal clients. And then you engage with your ideal clients' content proactively by liking and commenting and sharing their stuff. And then you just, that's it. You just go through that process again and again and again. Add more people, put more content out, engage with your audience. That's it.
0: One of the things that I do like is how straightforward it is, is so how simple. simple it is. Now, a couple of people listening might be thinking, well, surely there's more to it than that. And as someone, I mean, I know quite a few people that have gone through your sort of system. I know and I did it for the the five-day sprint that you had a couple of months ago I think it was so it is simple it does work I've I've noticed I was getting a lot more engagement a lot more was happening on on my account just because I was more proactive with mine rather than just sitting there and hoping things worked um when when people try to overthink things I know I mentioned the the length of the you know the, the notifications and things sort of getting people to know what it is that you do as quickly as possible and it seems to work but people do overthink this stuff so you will get questions like oh is a native video better than like one that you would upload from somewhere else Would you know does the length matter all those things I could probably know what your answer is
1: going to be Helen to be honest but what what would you say to that? So I just think all right. Well, what I think about things like how much, should, you know, what should I be posting? How long should my posts be? How long should my videos be? Like, how often should I be doing a video? You know, should I be looking at groups? Should I be worrying about the algorithm? Should I be in an engagement pod? The answer is no. Um, you know, should I be worrying about what time to post and when to post and how much to post? You know, and the answer is no. You shouldn't be worrying about any of that. Just do the three things add new people, put some content out, engage with your audience. It's that simple. There will
0: be I mean, do do people get things like um a lot of analytics on LinkedIn as well. It does have the same sort of system as a couple of the other platforms. A lot of people that might get a bit caught up in all that sort of stuff. You know, if, they, if they're told that, oh, most of their audience is online at, I don't know, 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. their local time, and it's like, oh, well, I'm not free to post then. So what you're saying is, is that doesn't actually matter more than just posting it every day.
1: Listen, what a lot of LinkedIn trainers do is they make things really complicated, so they can charge a premium. What I do is I make things really simple and charge a premium. <laughs> so people don't want the complicated. It's, it's bullshit. People who tell you, oh, you know, if you post at seven, you're going to get it's like you could literally tie yourselves up in knots about this stuff. Or you could just fucking do it. Do three. If you can only do three post in the morning, just do it in the morning. If you can, look, like, when we do the challenge, we do four posts in a day, and people are like, "Oh, should I spread them out? Should I do it? Just do them, just do them." You will be the more you do it, the less you give a shit. Honestly, the less you care, you you can get so caught up in this stuff. And I know it because I've I've worked with thousands of people. But LinkedIn trainers have have, have talk talk about talk bullshit about so much stuff, like our oh, LinkedIn groups is where it's at. You need to be like adding value in LinkedIn groups and all this. Have you ever been in a LinkedIn group? Me personally? uh, No. It's tumbleweed. It's absolute shite. Nobody goes in there. There's loads of people in them because we're all told to join them. But nothing happens in them. Company pages. I want to get more followers on my company page. Why? Why would anyone follow your company page? Unless you're Pepsi or Coke or Virgin. Why? Unless they want to work with you. Why would someone follow your company page? What's the point? What's the point of having 10,000 followers on your company page? Who gives a shit? Nobody. What yeah, I mean, using, um,
0: like, like the, the thing around groups as well, right? Because I heard about groups and I thought, well, I'll have a look, right? I'll, I'll do a bit of research on it. I'll do my own sort of poking around, see what it is. And it took me a while just to be able to find them. The shame before you then think, okay, join them and give value. But if I can't, if I struggle to find them, right, there'll be people out there that will probably give up trying. I didn't give up. I'm stubborn like that. So I just kind of well, keep going until I find the them.
1: like, think about it. This is what I mean. People don't think about things properly, right? Think about your audience. So say you ride your client is I just use HR directors. Do you think they're hanging around in groups on LinkedIn? Are they full? Why would they? They're busy. They're working. People go on LinkedIn to... See, like, just maybe read some stuff and see what people are up to. And, you know, it's not Facebook. Facebook's a community-led platform. LinkedIn isn't. Instagram is an engagement-led platform. LinkedIn isn't, right? LinkedIn is what it is, right? It's an opportunity for you to use it as a content marketing system, grow your audience one by one by handpicking the people who want to be in it. And then you can engage with them to make sure you remain front of mind in your, in your ideal client's world. That is it. The rest of the stuff, engagement pods, absolute bullshit. Like, groups, rubbish. Company pages, can't do anything with them, don't bother. LinkedIn ads, really expensive and really like clunky and we, we couldn't get them work, to work and we're experts in, in ads, or we were. Um, you know, the algorithm. Anyone who tells you they know how the algorithm works is talking shy. They don't know, they've got no idea. Nobody knows nobody knows right so yeah you might think well it makes sense if I post something at nine o'clock and people are like oh eight o'clock people on the commute it's just like but it doesn't matter what you want to do is be posting content out growing your audience and engaging with your audience that's it
0: I hope there are people listening to this, by the way, because I'm sat to like, yeah, I kind of already know this stuff. But people will be listening going, well, I want it to be complicated, Helen. Give, give, me, give me the, the spider the web stuff that I need to yeah. do.
1: People want the hacks and the, tri- like the tricks and the shortcuts, but there aren't any. It's just marketing. LinkedIn is just yeah. a platform. The main problem is people don't know who they're selling to. But I force people to understand who they're selling to and what they're selling, and then LinkedIn's easy. And then people just forget about all the the hang-ups that they've got, you know. Should I be, you know, can I schedule stuff, can I not? Like I always say, don't, because I want you to be in LinkedIn, so you're feeling the energy and that. You know, can I do this, can I do that, what if I go on holiday? It's just like, literally, no one cares about you. Don't worry about it. Just... You know, what would people think if I post five times in a day or people get sick of me and people think I'm selling too much? I said, I said to my, my group, said, who's ever gone to bed thinking that oh, Helen Pritchard posts too much? <laughs> no one, because they don't, they don't care. Even though, but they like me, they want to buy from me. So they, they, they'll, they're fine if I, I can post 100 times a day when I'm in launch mode in, across platforms. Some people will say to me, Helen, you post too much. Are they gonna buy from me? Are they paying my mortgage? Nope. Do I give a shit what they think? Nope. What's more important to me? The money that I make, which helps me give my children and their children, the life they've never even dreamed possible. That's what matters to me. Not what somebody's thinking, some middle manager, you know, who works in an office somewhere, who's like, I'm sick of the sight of you on LinkedIn, you're always posting all the time, or you shouldn't swear on LinkedIn, it's supposed to be professional, or I think it's outrageous you charge five hundred pounds an hour while there's nurses eating out of food banks. Like those people are not my people. So I don't care I don't care about them. I don't care about what they say and what they think and what they do. I care about my people who buy from me, who love me and who want me to show up because I help them with their businesses. That that's that's what you need to get your head into. So forget Forget about what people might do, say our thing, and focus on serving the people who need you, and LinkedIn's just one of the many ways to do that.
0: Yeah, nice to put, and I think as well, I mean, you'd be surprised that people that mention are, it's supposed to be a professional platform. Now, me personally, I'm not a big swearer. that's just the way I am, but some people are, and I think a lot of people, they tend to, I mean, you'll know this, people like offline are different from the way they are online you'd be surprised how many people that don't swear online swear offline and then <laughs> wonder and then they start having to go at people that swear online and it's like well no they're just less filtered than you they they just care they they worry less than you basically which allows them to to do that so yeah i think a lot of people would be surprised
1: do you know how many people message me and go oh my god i love you because you're like sweary northern direct more people message me to say that than message me to say you swear too much like i swear if you meet me in real life there's literally no difference not one bit no difference whatsoever
0: no and i feel like that that's the way things are going well i say going that's the way they are now versus that it should be though it's
1: been so it should be I worked in corporate. Like, these are normal people behaving in abnormal ways because they work for a specific company and they've got a specific job title. That is not normal. It's not good for your mental health. Like, you're not being remotely true to yourself. Like, you turn up at networking and people are like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm busy, busy. And that's a lie. Like, that's going to affect your mental health because you're, you're showing up. And mental health is really close to my heart. I was in the priory when I was 16. I've I suffered with anxiety and panic attacks you know for a very 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 long time um and i just think it's if you're not being authentic to who you are and you you're just lying to yourself and it's not it's not a sustainable way that's why people get ill and they get burnt out and they get sick because they're not and it sounds like you know cheesy or whatever but if you're not being true to yourself and you're not actually showing up as you are in person as you do online or as you are when you put your suit on or you pull your roller or up or However, you, you know, you go to an exhibition and you if you're a different person, if you're living a two, two lives, then it's not good for your health. It's not good for your mental health. So like this, I, I get so much feedback about how, how people see me as being really down to earth and really like, you know, like I give a shit and like, I I'm, I'm make things really simple and, and like I care about people's businesses. Cause I do, um, I'm like, how can that even be a USP? Like, how can that be the thing that people remind remember about me? Is that I'm normal? Like, it doesn't make sense, does it? It's like
0: it's- no, it's it's a, it's a little silly, to be fair. The fact that the, I mean, I, I know for the fact that we can't lie to ourselves no matter how mm-hmm. much we try, and so it's a lot. A lot of the times, that is what the pressure is that builds up. That is what happens inside our own heads. Is we're trying to convince ourselves the particular you know we are a particular person even though that we're not and then you've got there to push pull all the time because you do behave in different ways with different people in different situations and we can get to a point where we we snap and we do I I think that until that time I think that that's essentially what the mental health tends to be it's it's almost the, the downward spiral if you will before we snap
1: yeah, I mean, and everything's got a price, right? Everything's got a price. So the more successful you become, the weirder people get. So <laughs> like, you know, you lose friends, like people can't relate to you, like you're a different person. And it's, it's bizarre because you're not, you're the same person. It's, it, it's just about, there's so many people out there who are struggling in their businesses. And it's so simple to help them. They just need clarity. just need to make some choices they just need to pick one thing to help one but so I'm famous for LinkedIn it's not something I thought I would be when I grew up (laughs) a million things I can do I've done I could set myself up as a business coach marketing consultant whatever I wanted to do I could show up any way I want I show up the way I do and I deliver what I do because it, for me, it fits. So I talk about value, joy, profit in my courses. So value, joy, profit is a triangle. Um, so it's thinking about where do you have the most value in your business? Um, and where do you get the most joy in both the work that you do and the people that you work for or with? Um, and where do you make the most profit? So like I've hit a sweet spot in my value, joy, profit because I'm helping thousands of people. I'm changing people's lives. I'm making great money, and I absolutely love what I do. I'm having a massive impact. But I, this is new to me. This is like last two years only, two and a half years only. Before that, I ran an agency, which I was very good at. That's I was, interesting. I, I did lots of value. I made lots of money. But I just didn't get the joy working with the people because although they were normal people, they were like corporate people. And, and I felt that, that disconnection in them that they weren't being who they're supposed to be um, and it made it really difficult for me to work with them and relate to them and, and and I found it really stressful and the same with being a boss you know I'm not a natural people person like in terms of people manager I'm good at, I'm right as a leader I like getting people on the bus um, but actually managing people is terrible at because um, I just expect everyone to just have the same work ethic as me and to be as passionate about the business as me I had 10, ten staff at one point um, and that kind of stuff I just I wasn't getting the joy so there's loads of ways you can go out there and make money, tons. There's loads of ways you can go out there and enjoy what you're doing. There's loads of ways you can go out there and add value. But when you really hit your sweet spot and your value-joy-profit triangle is balanced, then you get the rewards emotionally, mentally, financially. So it's really important that people think about that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would, I would completely agree with that. And I think that's an amazing way to almost, almost... Finish. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, people are listening and paying attention because I think that I think people want it to be hard as well to a certain extent. Uh, almost it's a story, like it?
1: it's a almost like, it, yeah, it's almost like, like if it words. is
0: easy, then they're more likely of actually succeeding, and then fear of success kicks in, and yeah. and everything else. But yeah, no, that's something I would completely agree with, and I've experienced it. A lot of my clients have experienced it. A lot of the people that have been on this show have worked with people that have experienced it, and I think hopefully us talking about it today other people talking about it the more common the stories being thrown out there and the more you know normal it becomes
1: yeah
0: I think that will make a, a big shift so yeah if well, that's people, it. one the, person
1: messages me and says I listened to this and it really resonated with me and I've decided I'm going to do this and that's my job's done for the day in it
0: yeah of course definitely if people wanted to understand a bit more about yourself, Helen, and where they can go to find out more, where would you want to send them?
1: Well, I'm not that hard to find. You'd be unsurprised, but my favourite place to send people is to Facebook. Weirdly, so um, so obviously you can follow me on LinkedIn. You can't connect with me anymore. About thirty thousand. You can follow me on Facebook if you just search Helen Pritchard Warrington. You should find me. I do most of my lives on there. Um, there's some on my business page which is Helen Pritchard online, but the best place to go and hang out for LinkedIn stuff is Helen Pritchard's LinkedIn marketing group, and in there, we'll tell you all about the five-day challenge, Um, and we do one a quarter, in fact, we do two a quarter now, so there's always one coming up, and that's the one thing that I want people to do, because my proudest achievement is that of the thousands and thousands of people who have been for my five-day challenge, 90% of people never buy from me, uh, which means that they've got enough from me to go out and make some money, and that's good.
0: That's good. And that, that LinkedIn group is on Facebook, right? Just in case it's, people are getting confused. Yeah? yeah. So it's
1: called LinkedIn marketing group, but it's on Facebook. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just, just checking. There more people trying to find you on LinkedIn going, not said there was this group on LinkedIn and I can't find it because it's, it's on Facebook. It's on it's Facebook because
1: Facebook, that's where community works, right?
0: course so i've got one last question for you a bit of a left field one nothing you probably got it's not, nothing to do with the conversation that we've just had so uh just to prepare you what would you like the world to know about you helen that they might not already know
1: um i'd like the world to know about me that they might not already know is that other people's success is so much more important than mine my mission on the planet is to help people get themselves out the shit like i got myself out the shit 10 years ago so that's the mission
0: all right helen well hopefully well say hopefully definitely you're definitely are on your way to doing that and i appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and i'm sure we'll keep in touch thank you very much for having me thanks michael